Hey, what is going on, Clipper people? It is me, Positive Chuck Wachler, usually joined by William, the opinion of Dyke, but he is unavoidably detained. Uh, so instead, we are joined by the fantastic Brian Cullen of the Alternates and the Clipset Pod. Brian, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, man. Happy to be back. Yes, it's a good time. It's been a while since you've been on here. You've been in the desert doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, I have. We'll, we'll call it crazy stuff and leave it at that. Um, <laughs> you, you have definitely asked me on like seven times and sure. I have uh, been detained every time. So I'm glad that we were able to make this it, make it happen this time. Yes. Thank you for fitting me into your very busy schedule. Uh, yeah, we all appreciate it. We wrap this up. I've got <laughs> it after this. I actually have to go. <laughs> um, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today, we're going to be talking Robert Covington season grade, uh, what Brian wants to see in the offseason, and then just a whole bunch of random stuff and shavings. Brian, let's kick it off with this Robert Covington season grade. So far in our season grades, only one person has gotten an A, and that was Reggie Jackson. Um, everyone else pretty much around the C level. Uh, we got a couple B pluses in there, but when you go 42 and 40, most people are getting C's. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really how it goes. The bell curve is not in effect here. Uh, no, very much not. Uh, PG also got an incomplete. I gave PG an incomplete. We gave Norm an incomplete. So Robert Covington averaged 10 points five boards, one assist, and 23 appearances for the Clippers after the um, trade with the Blazers. I wanted to get your take on this. Where does the Norman Rocco for Bledsoe, Winslow, Keon, and a second-round pick rank on the Zoo for Mascala scale? It's up there, right? It's like, near it. It's yeah. not fully, but it's close, right? It's, it's very close, very close to that. I, I think in this iteration of the Clippers, you know, if, if you remove – the zoo trade it's probably hands down the best trade that the front office oh no made. question yeah um incredible on both sides we obviously saw a lot more robert covington than we did norman powell but norman powell was the big name in that but right man, robert covington it kind of felt like they just threw him in there and yeah and he showed up for the <laughs> it was it like that kind of was the the one of the biggest highlights of the season for me was seeing oh, what yeah. robert covington was able to do for the clippers yeah, I mean, obviously helped this year, but when you think about it in terms of what it could mean for the next couple of years, right? Absolute home run. It, it's it's wild that that somehow fell into the lap of <laughs> of Lawrence Frank. It, it, yeah, I I'm still almost speechless at the fact that it happened. It makes no sense. Um, yeah. It's pretty incredible. What was more incredible is that uh, Robert Covington shot 45 percent on almost five threes a game for the Clippers which might be an outlier um, and is of course after this year the Clippers record holder for yeah. most threes in a game just another random feather in the cap that was this insane season when he put that up for the Bucks. he shot 60 percent on two two-pointers a game and he also had 104 defensive rating we understand that is in no way an individual stat like at all but I think it does reflect how much better on that end of the floor the Clippers were with Robert Covington almost immediately, which I think is one of the things we can start off with what we liked. I put everything in the show notes, but <laughs> like there's not a lot to dislike, right? Like his defense was fantastic in space for this Clippers team. No, you you mentioned some of the shooting splits there. And obviously, you know, you're talking about how many 23 games. But yes. if, you, if you kind of zoom in a little more, let's make this sample size. Yeah, I was going to say, what are we doing here? But post-All-Star, right? Which is sure. like when we really see teams start P -A -S -B. to... P-A-S-B, yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, it was 16 games that he played post All-Stars. So the majority of that time, he was shooting 50-40-90 Jesus. on the court in that time. Uh, I jumped into knowing that we were going to talk about Robert Covington. I did a deep Prepared. dive. Wow. Because I, I remember when the trade happened, there was a lot of talk about him being one of the best. You know, he was shooting 50% from the corner uh, for Portland. And so there was, a, you know, I, I, I heard that and was excited about this is great. This is a team that loves to get that ball into the corner, you know, after a, a drive into the yes, lane. Touch the paint, get exactly. the ball out. He shot 70% <laughs> from the corner for the Clippers. What? This, yes. That's fucking insane. 70% from Jesus. the corner. 42% on anything above the break. Um, incredible. 70% from the corner over 23 <laughs> games. I'll take it. That that makes, is, is that the best in the league? It's, it's the 100th percentile. It has to be the best in the league. There's no one. I'm like, there's no one like that's. So the first thing that comes to mind when I hear the stat like that is sustainable. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but that, so this is kind of how crazy the Clipper season was, is that we needed Robert Covington to shoot 70% on corners. Yeah. Like we needed him to shoot this absurd percentage. Um, offensively, it also, he had a couple of, kind of like dribble moves this season that lit NBA Twitter on fire in a funny way where he would like cross somebody up and then like do a finger roll. And it was like, wait a minute, (laughs) he was where did this come from? (laughs) He was, as the kids say in his bag. Oh, okay. Yes. Very much. So just stepping into that bag. Um, Defensively. So this kind of going into what we dislike people have been critical of his one-on-one defense. Cause we know about the stocks, right? Like I think he's, I think he was number one in, steals and blocks this year combined um or at least in that in the top five for sure so his spatial defense like him and nick Batum on the floor together defensively is amazing it's so fun to watch and those are two guys who make defense fun to watch which can be hard to do sometimes um but do you think it's fair to be critical of his one-on-one kind of point of attack defense i mean sure yeah it's yeah. not great but but you know you just also brought up his defensive rating and as yeah. we know, as you said it's not an individual stat that is a team stat your defensive and offensive ratings which is kind of perfect to sum up robert covington's Hell yeah because yeah. he is not an on-ball defender in fact he is one of the best help defenders in the nba which is why that stat you see it change so much when he's on the floor because he is helping everybody else he will step into a roller he will he will do all of these little things and that's what helps him get those steals those blocks yeah he's not point of attack but he's never been right he's, he's not going to guard staff he's he's that's what we have been that for. guy his entire career he's always been and this is what drives me crazy with with conversations about robert covington is he He's, ne- he's never talked about as being in the middle anywhere. He's either overrated or underrated right. in, in the yeah. conversation. And when you talk about on ball, he's overrated. But when you talk about help defense, he's underrated because yeah. he does that so well. And so I think that being a specialist in that, especially when you look at getting the rest of this team back healthy. Yeah. They're and able this team defends in space. That's what we're built to do. We're built for deflections. We're built for these things. Yes. Um, like that. So he's the perfect, that's why him and Batum are so fun because their yeah. spatial awareness on the court together is incredible. Yeah. And you put Kawhi in there, those three, yeah. it's, you're going to see one of the most dangerous zone defenses in the entire NBA. Yes. Oh man. What if we just go all zone next year? I'm, I'm not opposed mind. to it. There's, there's enough length for it. Like yeah. I'm not opposed to it at all. Oh, that's a good time. Um, okay. So final grade for Robert Covington in his 
23 appearances for the Clippers. What are you grading Roko? I mean, for him, it's got to be an A minus A, right? Like I'm going hardy A. I'm going 94%. Yeah. Totally. I think that's a totally meaty A. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a guy who like maybe the biggest conversation of the Clippers offseason is you got to please keep, keep Covington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not- oh, what do you think about that? What's his contract look like to you? I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I was on a pod with Justin Russo and he was saying that we could potentially offer him like with the way that the contracts are working out with like some exceptions or something like that, like almost like 13 or 14 a year. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably fair. And next year's the year, right? We need to next year is for me personally, kind of like, like burn those eyebrows up a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so I think in terms of contracts, it's like pay him whatever we need to pay him. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and it's crazy to say, but Covington, if you if you retain him, he makes some of the other guys on this team a little expendable. Yes, and if we lose him, you know he's just going to a team that is a contender that needs a player exactly like Robert Covington because every contender needs that guy. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll trade. Yeah, we'll get Blake. They'll get Rocco. Um, it'll all work out. Please uh, don't. I'm tired of my conversation. Right. Please don't. Coming up, we're gonna talk Blake to the Clips uh, on the Freshies and just what Brian wants to see in this offseason. But first, gotta give yet another shout out to Bet Online, where you can wager money on sports and casino games. That's a fun time. I've won a couple bucks. Wouldn't you know it? Doc Rivers and Chris Paul won me some money. Man, first time that's happened in a very long time. Uh, You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs in the start of the Major League Baseball season. Shout out to all my A's fans out there. there. Hope you guys are doing okay. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Brian, do you bet on esports? I don't, but I'm going to. You just sold me on it. Hell yeah. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Welcome to the Freshies. We were just briefly talking Blake to the clips. Brian, scale of one to 10, how bad do you want it to happen? Zero. I love Blake, but he's got nothing left in the tank. I said that I'm, if people who like want the Blake thing to happen, just tell me it's from purely a nostalgia thing. I say, love it. But if people start talking about spot minutes or how he could really help this team out, I say, no, sir. Yeah. (laughs) I do not want that. If we're talking mascot, sure. But outside of that. (laughs) He's not even that good of a locker room guy, which is funny too. It's not like we'd be bringing in some guy who's everyone like, oh, hell yeah, Blake's back. <laughs> like, yeah. like, um, Brian, we are firmly in the off season. How have you, just, just to check in, how have you been since the Clippers um, didn't make the playoffs? I've been, I mean, Life fun. without Clippers basketball. I've been fine because we've gotten some great playoff series so far. So I'm, I'm right. It's fun to be not stressed. That's a, that's a nice part. It's fun to watch players like Luca and be like, Oh, huh. This is good. I guess. What is that happening to us? It's a, it's a pretty radical concept um, of just enjoying basketball and (laughs) other players. So uh, you're, you're talking some wild stuff over there. Yeah. I have a lot, you know, I, I, all those heart pills I had to take during the season, I'm stockpiling them right now. (laughs) My heart pills. Yeah. Um, My consumption has gone yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Brian, this, we were just kind of talking about how Covington is one of the top, if not the top priority for the Clippers in the offseason. Then we have Nick Patoon, who's probably going to opt into his player option. Got to imagine that. Isaiah Hartenstein could get the MLE, probably should get the MLE. 
What are you looking for from the Clippers in this offseason in terms of guys who are currently maybe not on the team next year? So I've been thinking about this a lot. I, I think that there's two kind of big deficiencies that need to be addressed. Although I will say before we even get into all of this, I am also pretty firmly in the camp of like, run it back. I'm okay. Oh with- yeah. Oh, same. Like I'm, if, if we run it, if we run it back one for one, the off season is a success as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I think, I think that you can do too much at a certain point as a front office, uh, especially in the way of uh, n- never allowing chemistry to build, which the Clippers have had some issues with just with, you I mean, know, the norm trade came out of nowhere and that like, yeah, is a whole I'm, thing. I'm that good we with that talk. being the last big one. I'm For good sure. with that being the last big one. <laughs> yeah. You know, there needs to be some continuity at a certain point uh, in terms of what you can, what you can control. You can't control injuries, but sure. So I'm not looking for anything big, but the, the two things that I, I do think that need to be addressed and, and maybe this does end up being some big moves to address it is clearly the rebounding needs a lot. Although, right. Kawhi and Paul We're missing Jordan, 15 a game. It. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other thing that I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot with the Clippers is, you know, the, the last few seasons that they're, the conversation keeps coming back to, they need a playmaking point guard. They need a playmaking. We point actually guard. do now, which sucks a little bit. I think more than anything, you need a defensive get stops point guard. I think you need. Oh, a okay. I like that idea. I think that you, I mean, look, they got rid of Patrick Beverly, who was that guy. And Eric Bledsoe to an extent. And, and we saw a massive drop off on the defense from our guard play. Yeah. And so I, I think that that needs to be addressed in one way or the other. I'm not sure what it is. Look, I love Reggie Jackson, but at a certain point, there needs to be somebody <laughs> who can step in and get stops. And from say, the- I'm going to get a stop right now. Yeah. 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 No, there were some nights where. I mean, towards the tail end of the season, just because he was gassed, I'm kind of throwing those out the window because sure. we had to leave. But even even in the beginning of the season and kind of when things were rolling for the clips before PG got hurt, there were just times where it was like, man, like if Reggie just stayed in the box a little bit longer, our point of attack defense would be just a tiny bit, a little more short up. Yeah, I, I really think that that is one of the biggest things that they need to address in the off season, um, which is like, I feel crazy saying it because I don't really see anybody else talking about that. But to me, it seems like it's such an obvious. You're yelling this from the street corners when you're outside and wearing am, sandwich yeah. boards with it. Yeah. Among, um, among other things, but yes, I, uh, <laughs> I just, it, it, it's wild to me that that's not being talked about. Do you have any targets in mind? Not off the top of my head. I, I honestly haven't like really dived too much into. Everyone's hurt is who like a Clippers target would be, which is what's frustrating for me. Yeah. Is that every guy where you're like, oh, you know, yeah, maybe you had Malcolm Brogdon or something like that. It's like hurt guy. We can't add these hurt guys. <laughs> We're already kind of a hurt team. Not kind of, we just firmly are. Um, but I like that idea about the defensive point guard, like quite a bit, actually. Um, do you think they will address that? Because they're this is loosely tied into it. There seems to be kind of a weird amount of belief in Jason Preston from like the franchise itself. Yeah for someone who hasn't played any NBA basketball at all. Sure. Um, I mean, but also everything that we know about Jason Preston that he's great at is he's a great pick and ball, you know, handler or sorry, pick and ball handler. He's, he's, it's more on the offensive end. I don't like, and I've seen Jason Preston. I'm I'm sure he's bulked up, dude. 
He's freaking yeah, huge now, dude. Do you think he's big enough to get stops? Like, do you think he's big enough to no. stop a, a six-two point guard on on the opposing team? Well, I would say no because we also haven't seen him play any NBA basketball. Right. <laughs> like, right. So, do you think they go out and try and address this, or do you think they flip? Because the popular pieces in terms of trades are Luke and Morris. Those are like the two. It's wild to think about. You know, if you don't follow the Clippers very closely, it's wild to think about that the best three-point shooter in the league is one of the top two guys to maybe be moved. Yeah. Um, Morris, it makes sense that he would be in conversations to be moved. I, um, I really think so. It, it seems like for the most part, every offseason, there's one kind of catalyst that will kickstart all the rest of the movement. And sure. I think offseason, it's going to be Utah. I think if once so many teams in the West and like Utah and Denver kind of have to either fully blow it up or do the half blow up. You think Denver, I think Denver just gets their two guys back and they're one of the best teams in the West. I, I, I think it would be insane for That's Denver. Fair. To blow up. Well, I guess more Utah in terms of the blow up, um, yes. Denver so, and more kinds of like, I, like Gordon. I think they got to mo- figure something out with Gordon. I disagree. I mean, think about right. where they were before before Jamal Murray got hurt. When they came out of that, yeah, that's true. They were coming in hot. The best team hot. in the West. They were yeah. the best team in the West. And then he got hurt. I think you have to. Did they have most people coming back next yeah. season. They're pretty yeah. locked in. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's basically just Utah. Utah. So if, if <laughs> yeah. Utah. If Utah, whatever they decide, if they say they're staying them, with Donovan, I bet would be my guess. That's what I would assume, but. Once you once you make that decision, I think you're going to see all kinds of ripples from that. If a yeah. team blows it up, there are think about Lob City blowing it up. That rippled so much yeah. around the league. That started so much movement around the league. So I do think that in terms of what you're able to feasibly address with what's out there is going to come down to the decisions that Utah makes. And with Phoenix, Phoenix has a situation where DeAndre Ayton's not re-signed. Mm-hmm. which I think adds a whole nother like chaos marble <laughs> into what is going to happen. Cause what if someone just comes at eight and was like a crazy offer and then like they have to make a bunch of room or all that kind of stuff. And they go get Gobert. Like there's all of this movement that could happen. Where are you at on the Clippers on the Gobert to the Clippers? I don't Twitter hate it. Trade? I just people hate it. I don't hate it as much. We would destroy. Yeah. If the trade is zoo Morris, Luke, and maybe boston or whatever like we're, i mean our, those, those our, three alone make the it, yeah that's, a, that's enough contract and it's a and it's not a bad trade for utah i know i'm not opposed to it i'm not <laughs> well, the defense is a goddamn nightmare with yeah. those with and, <laughs> if we and, keep roco batum are we ypg come on are we accurately analyzing what gobert can bring on the offense too i mean when you're talking yeah about- our starting center zoo and his and and right now Gobert's point guard Pat averages two passes a game to him. His, now, I'm not talking assist. I'm talking two. His point pass. guard passed more to Hassan Whiteside, like yes. who was hurt yeah. for most of the year. Um, no, and also you have Batum and Rudy. Come on, yeah. chemistry at the wazoo right there. Um, you know, and if you bring Rocco back, you can still manage a series where maybe Gobert gets played off the floor and you go small and you can still yeah. those storms. We're going to close small. Cause the other, the, the thing that gets me is kind of like Rudy's contracts a little wild. It is. Um, that's the biggest thing is that's that. the biggest issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, next year, man, if, if that trade happened, I did, I was talking with Russo that part of me wants Lawrence Frank to just go like full Howard Hughes, just like, just go so off the rails to go all in. 
like just like make the go bear trade and like just like fully go all in because i think i don't know next season i like that idea i think the the front office needs more jars of urine around so yeah you, well it's look it's sanitary right that's the thing that people don't get um all right we're going off the rails coming up we're gonna be talking maybe more howard hughes stuff i don't know um Kawhi post-retirement and then jason preston graduated which you know that's a good time but first we gotta give a shout out to built bar they have so many amazing flavors they have coconut cherry barcia my usual co-host favorite flavor raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Uh, if you don't want to, you know, just pick one, you can get a mixed box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy as well. They got 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. They also have the puffs, which are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. I'll let you figure that one out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 50% off your order. One more time, use promo code LOCK15. For 15% off at built.com. Brian, we're talking Howard Hughes um, here in Chamming Snow. Um, Howard Hughes, would he have made a good GM? <laughs> Absolutely. He's in the age of analytics, do. could he's you imagine? He's just watching film. That's oh, all man. he you get. You put Howard Hughes in that Oakland Athletics front office <laughs> with Billy Bean and yeah. things are happening. Um, all right, this is Shavings. This is where we talk about random stuff just percolating around the Clippers sphere. Um, so the culture jam Twitter account, which Brian, uh, do you think Kawhi runs this Twitter account? I can confirm that it's not Kawhi running the account. Well, yes, then I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like he's running the account. Um, how can you confirm it? Uh, I know the guy that runs. Wait, is Kawhi in the room with you right now? No, um, (laughs) I don't know him personally, but, uh, somebody showed me who the guy is that does it. And it was account. It was not Kawhi Leonard. It, yeah, it was not. In fact, his his handle is at not Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, his handle is I actually have very small hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> very small handle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the someone did a very popular tweet every month and a half. Someone will tweet out once Kawhi retires, we'll never hear from him again. It's one of the bad things about social media is these things are just cyclical. Um, but the Culture Jam account quote tweeted it with the classic cap emoji. Yeah, signify that it was not true. This had me thinking how funny it would be if post-retirement Kawhi was just 100% in the public eye compared to pre-retirement Kawhi. Yeah, he brings Def Jam poetry back. And, uh, <laughs> Step one. <laughs> <laughs> and his entire career is talking. He's going to have his own podcast. He'll bring back. What uh, if he just pivots so hard? What if he's like doing infomercials and like a sweatsuit? Like... <laughs> I mean, that would be perfect. He that just goes Orson Welles. He's just doing a bunch I, of... I love the, the references on this episode. <laughs> Have you made one from before 1970? No, I haven't, man. That's not that's not our target demo. Um, <laughs> what do you want to see Kawhi doing in retirement? I don't... Which might be soon. Have we ever... Well, we haven't ever talked about that. Is Kawhi going to be one of those guys who calls it quits, like, weirdly quick? I think he's got one more like max contract after this and then he's done for sure yeah that's that's what i would guess um what would i want him to do i mean public eye wise do you want to see him in the stars are just like us column no no. (laughs) dancing with the stars that's where i want to see him. oh yes i don't i don't 
I honestly, I know that this isn't like an exciting answer, but I kind of think it's going to be very Tim Duncan-esque where he kind of like hangs Bad around. Fits. Like he's going to be around a team for a couple years. Weird and new then, hairstyle. Yeah. We disappear. Like, like when yeah. was the last time we heard from Tim Duncan? Damn. Exactly. I think it's going to be very similar to you that. You should start a pod called Where is Tim Duncan? <laughs> in the world is Tim Duncan. Yeah. And it's just investigative. Like, huh, well. <laughs> well, we, we checked Sedona, Arizona this week, and he is not there. And you think he'll be so? What, you think he'll be with the Clippers? I don't know. It could be the Clippers. It could be maybe. Let's say it's he goes to you know Moreno Valley High and hangs out for a couple of years and like wants to the kind of living like, in the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just doing math problems as a <laughs> yeah. He's Greenskeeper Willie, but it's just Kawhi. <laughs> like. <laughs> But the same accent for some reason. Yeah, yeah. They're like, whoa. I always think it'd be funny if he went on the mask singer, but just didn't use a voice changer. So it's just very clearly Kawhi Leonard. Or a mask. <laughs> yeah. Just, Who is it? Like, <laughs> it's cool. It's you. <laughs> um uh Jason Preston, uh Clippers point guard, uh graduated this weekend from uh Ohio University. I love that. I love that. It way to go, J Bone. Seeing that stuff, it makes me so happy. Like I like one of my favorite things to follow on Twitter is uh, J.R. Smith's return to college and and all of that. Like I think a four point yeah. student athlete of the year. So cool. I love it. I I think it's so cool to see these guys chase their dreams, but also chase their like academic dreams too. Yeah. Do we know what the degree was in? I couldn't find an info on that. I'm not sure. I do Tom's. know that he's like big on writing. Um, I've heard through the grapevine that he like this season was talking about like starting a YouTube channel with a friend. So he's, yeah, I, it, I, I would assume it's something that has to do with broadcasting or journalism. Comms. So it's communication. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, I think you can add this into what can be classified as a productive as hell injury recovery. Yeah. For Jason Preston, because the things that we wanted to see if he wasn't going to play was gain some weight and, you know, I guess, graduate too but he fully much he like very much like nutritionally seemed like he got that part out of the way he looks like he's like 30 pounds heavier yeah um reggie's kind of co-signed his like coaching-esque abilities which is cool and now he's got the diploma like this is best possible timeline like it's a shame he couldn't come back towards the end of the season but like i'm really excited to kind of see what he can do next year in the g league hey remember the the last time the clippers had a rookie that sat in the entire first season out all I'm saying is Jason Preston is jumping over a car in the dump. <laughs> um, well, there you have it. That's I think there might be odds on that on Bet Online. Jason Preston, probably some pretty good odds on Jason Preston in the dunk contest. <laughs> uh, if you can get um, um, yeah, shout out Jason Preston. And then Reggie Jackson went to Dave Chappelle this weekend. Um, what did you think of Reggie's season? The man played more minutes than he ever had before, except for when he was 25 as a 32-year-old. Yeah. It was great. What else do you want? Like, like, I think some of the conversations that have happened after the season ended with people being disappointed and talking about how there needs to be major upgrades and, and all of these different major upgrades makes me laugh. Cause I'm it, like, well, so we insane. trade PG. Like, what yeah, is, like, like, <laughs> here's the thing is, is all of the guys that played this year were brought into this team because they were perfect complements to Kawhi and PG. Yes. They didn't get to play those roles where they were <laughs> complimentary players and they were asked to do a lot more. And to have a winning season in doing that is incredible. Yeah. It, 
it's more than I thought that they were going to be able to do. Once once PG went out, I was like, oh, this is going to be brutal. But they yeah. were competitive the entire time. Good for Reggie, man. He had a great season. Let him enjoy his offseason. Go to comedy shows no matter how problematic they might be. Hey, okay, come on. I'm good with it. Where does this... How does this compare to Doc's crazy 42 and 40 season? Because the Clippers have had two pretty incredible 42 and 40 seasons, which is kind of funny to say. But I think this one is crazier than Doc's because we were out. Go ahead, Paul. The <laughs> two highest usage players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that this is up there 100%. Like this is, look, Lou is a borderline star. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus you had a, a rookie of the year. Imagine if he liked the media. Yeah. Like <laughs> if, and then, and then you've got, he had Shay and all of these other, yeah, it was a full compliment where you didn't have that this season. Right. And You're missing two. Ball. Yeah, exactly. That being said, how many more games do you think this 21, 22 Clippers team wins if they have Milos on the team? Uh, number wise, I'm not sure, but there's definitely more cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So like 12 more games. Um, <laughs> we're within 58 games. Um, Brian, thanks so much for being on this podcast. Thank you. I we appreciate it. Absolutely. Where can these uh, fantastic listeners find your elite work? Yeah. So uh, if you want more Clippers podcast content, you can uh, check out the Clipset podcast wherever you get your podcast uh, at Clipset pod on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brian S. Cullen, co-host of that show is at Joseph Rye Ward. And then the alternates two times a week. Uh, it's a look at the NBA as a whole coming from the perspective of punk rock, hardcore counterculture. Uh, we like to showcase independent music on that show. And that's youtube.com slash the alternates. Go check out all the fantastic work Brian is doing. The alternates is a very fun time. Um, Tuesday's episode doing Twitter Tuesday. So send those questions into at Locked on Clips. Doing Amir coffee season grade. Someone else who was part of the 50, 40, 90 club a bit um, this year, which is pretty crazy. And then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening to it, you've probably already found it. So that's step one. Um, we thank you all so much. I've been positive Chuck Mocker, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>